This is the Ancazine Brief with Peter Hoffman and Sonia Portillo. Today in the Ancazine Brief, we talk with Jim Radcliffe, Chief Executive Officer and Chairman of Ropar Pharmaceuticals, the developer, manufacturer and marketer of best-in-class oral care products sold under the closest brand name in Australia and the United States and on a private label in Europe and India. I'm Peter Hofland, here with Sonia Portillo, and this is the Yonkers in Brief. In our interview with Dr. Radcliffe, we talked about the importance of oral care and the link with cancer. Patients receiving treatment for cancer can experience a number of potential side effects in response to the treatment they receive. Most clinicians and patients are aware that the adverse events can result from administration of certain chemotherapeutic agents. Without offering a complete list of side effects, known side effects include fatigue, alopecia, which affects many patients and is probably one of the most disturbing side effects, and sometimes prevents people from accepting or refusing treatments based on chemotherapy. There's also sexual dysfunction, which can be the result of chemotherapy and radiation therapy, and affects about 60 to 80% of patients. Thrombocytopenia, or low platelet count, can affect clotting and cause bleeding. The gastrointestinal problems include nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, and constipation. And one of the most serious side effects, cardiotoxicity, can occur late or early in treatment. But one of the often forgotten side effects are cutaneous toxicities, which can include skin rash and mucositis. Mucositis is one of the most common side effects, and it is a painful inflammation and ulceration of the mucose membrane lining the digestive tract and may include mouth sores often affecting food intake. Dr. Radcliffe, welcome to the Oncazine Brief. Thank you, Sonia. Peter, it's a pleasure to be with you. Welcome. In short, can you explain what oral mucositis is and how it affects cancer patients? Sure. The mouth is uh, lined with soft tissues that are replaced almost as quickly as they're injured, whether it's because of trauma or burning the mouth from coffee or a lesion or an infection. This prompt division and replacement of the oral lining or mucosa makes uh, these cells really particularly vulnerable to chemotherapy and radiation which by necessity targets rapidly dividing cells in the body. So oral mucositis and the mouth sores that often result are common side effects of uh, cancer treatment. So how prevalent is this, and how does something like this or maybe other side effects that are commonly overlooked affect a patient's quality of life? Sure. Um, First of all, it it affects about 40% of the people who are going through chemo Um, they develop uh, oral mucositis to some degree. It usually begins five to ten days after they start treatment and generally lasts until one to six weeks after it ends. Uh, There are over 150 cancer drugs that cause oral mucositis in up to a third of the patients who are taking them. Now, what is the best or maybe most common way to treat oral mucositis? Well, the, um, there is no known treatment per se, Sonia, of oral mucositis. A March 2018 article in Evidence-Based Dentistry suggests that all the studies to date as a treatment have been incomplete. Um, 
So there's no known cure. Uh, Closest, our product, provides not a treatment or a cure, but rather a remedy, if you like, to help people through the uh, pain and discomfort of oral mucositis. So when they stop taking, when they stop using Closest, the problem returns. So we haven't treated the, okay. the cause. Now, are medications required for um, the care and the controlling the pain related to oral mucositis? For example, what is the role of antivirals and antifungals? Uh, antivirals and antifungals are, as the name would suggest, uh, to uh, combat and kill viruses and fungus uh, that occur in the mouth. All of these drugs are imperfect in one form or another. Uh, Azol drugs, for example, are used to combat oral mucositis. Uh, They are partially effective against single strains of predominant uh, forms of fungi and virus, such as uh, Candida albicans. But they're less effective against other Candida species that also show up in oral mucositis, such as Candida glomblata and Candida dublinaceus, and mixed cultures, which are mixed cultures are often found in immune-compromised individuals, whether they're uh, going through radiation and chemotherapy or are HIV sufferers. Mm-hmm. Now, recent research has also demonstrated the use of oral glutamine in oral mucositis. So, first of all, what is glutamine and what role does this play in the treatment of uh, mucositis? Uh, glutamine is, oral glutamine is, a, uh, in the manifestations I'm familiar with, a FDA phase two clinical uh, trial drug. Uh, that uh, patients take while undergoing chemotherapy. It's uh, derived from uh, amino acids in the mouth. Uh, It doesn't manage pain, to go back to Sonia's earlier question about pain management versus treating virus and fungus. And um, in certain clinical trials, the uh, patients were given opioids to manage the pain while taking the drug that was intended to fight... um, the uh, the um, uh, virus and, and fungi that go with the oral mucositis infection. Can you explain how oral mucositis can result in doctors having to alter chemotherapeutic doses? For example, when do side effects like this become serious enough that treatment courses may have to be changed or even stopped? Sure. If the oral mucositis uh, pre- uh, uh, progresses to a severe condition where it's a commensural infection occurs of candiasis or oral thrush. Uh, this can infect both the mouth generally and the throat generally and uh, should not be allowed to progress any further than the throat into the body or else you have a serious um, a systemic uh, disease, candosis. So uh, Oftentimes, when a severe case occurs, uh, patients will either delay or interrupt their chemotherapy or their radiation uh, so that they can address the oral mucositis. In the most severe cases, Sonia, you'll find people in uh, intensive care units hooked up to um, intravenous uh, feeding so they can get nutrition and uh, hydration uh, 
because they can't swallow or eat readily. So what role should dental hygienists have in helping a patient who's undergoing chemotherapy? Well, hygienists can be enormous uh, help. Um, Let me back up for a moment. Oncologists typically recommend a dental exam and a dental cleaning when starting chemotherapy or radiation. Uh, when When that occurs... Uh, there's an opportunity for the hygienist to educate the patient about what he or she is likely to experience during chemotherapy or radiation and can provide oral hygiene instruction that's appropriate to chemotherapy and radiation. When you do a a routine dental cleaning or a scaling and root planings, uh, you disrupt the biofilm surrounding the tooth and can create an environment which is uh, conducive to a secondary infection. Obviously, that's not the condition you want somebody who's just beginning chemotherapy to experience, where they're immune uh, compromised and and, uh, susceptible to infection. So it's often best that the hygienist can help the patient over a couple weeks get their mouth in an order where they're not vulnerable to secondary infection. Okay, now let's take a short break here and then we uh, talk some more. Now, if you're just joining us, our guest today is Dr. Jim Radcliffe. Dr. Jim Radcliffe is the CEO and chairman of Roper Pharmaceuticals, the developer, manufacturer, and marketer of best-in-class oral care products sold under the closest brand name in Australia and the United States and under private label in Europe and India. We'll be right back. I'm Peter Hofland with Sonia Portillo, and this is the Oncogene Brief. And welcome back. This is the Oncogene Brief. And if you're just joining us, our guest today is Dr. Jim Radcliffe. Dr. Jim Radcliffe is the CEO and chairman of Roper Pharmaceuticals, the developer, manufacturer, and marketer of best-in-class oral care products sold under the closest brand name in Australia and the United States and under private label in Europe and India. Uh, Dr. Radcliffe, if you look at some of the ingredients and some of the options um, with um, improving mucositis, can you tell us a little bit about the options of, uh, for example, CHX or chlorhexidine and how this is being used and affects patients with oral mucositis? Sure. Uh, Chlorhexidine uh, or CHX is often prescribed, it's a prescription drug, by a dentist and it is a, a, a strong antimicrobial. It's often regarded as the gold standard because it kills a wide range of bacteria, fungi, and viruses in the mouth. Um, it also kills uh, osteoblasts and fibroblasts. These are the collagen-forming agents in the mouth that promote healing. So this is particularly important for the chemotherapy patient or the radiation patient because they need to have those tissues repair after, uh, after their uh, chemo tr- or their, their radiation. Uh, also, uh, chlorhexidine often contains alcohol, which stings the mouth and makes it difficult for patients to use during chemotherapy. 
it stings, stains, or burns. Um, and it is not easily tolerated then by patients using the product. The results are inconclusive as to whether it actually is successful in remediating the oral mucositis condition. Again, it's a great sanitizing and debriding agent, but allowing the tissues to heal as well is an, the second important task that must be accomplished. So it's um, an imperfect solution to, um, to a significant problem. So it is not a treatment for uh, the, the, the problem. It's basically a mouthwash or rinse. rinse. Yes. To go back to your uh, uh, earlier question prior to the break, um, we had, we're talking about oncologists. Dentists, on the other hand, uh, encounter uh, chemotherapy outside the world of oral cancers as a catch as catch can. That is, one patient out of many that they'll see might be a chemotherapy or radiation mm -hmm. patient rather than a standard um, familiarity with the situations as they come in. So they will turn to an antimicrobial like chlorhexidine as a solution to this problem that they see, uh, oral mucositis, which they may or may not uh, be aware of being induced by the treatment, uh, for, by the cancer treatment. Right. Now, uh, talking about chemicals, and CSX is one of the chemicals, there's another chemical with a very interesting name called CPC, um, cetylpyridium chloride, if I pronounce that the right way. Um, what's the role of this drug, and um, um, can you, what kind of side effects are there? Sure. Uh, this drug is commonly found in over-the-counter oral care products, ACT, Colgate, Crest, uh, BreathRx oral rinses contain CPC. It's an effective antimicrobial with less side effects than uh, chlorhexidine. And because it has less side effects, it doesn't require a prescription. You can buy it over the counter. But it is less effective against uh, the fungi and my microbes that are associated with oral mucositis directly. And uh, so people see um, abscess ulcers and inflamed gums uh, being reported while during its use. That's not a cause. CPC doesn't cause that. That's just a manifestation of the mm -hmm. chemo or the radiation effects. Similarly, they see canker sores and inflammation of gingival tissues uh, as a result of using it. So again, uh, it's an antimicrobial that does uh, do a, a good job of uh, addressing many of the oral pathogens in the mouth but and is often used by dentists and hygienists, but it is an imperfect solution to this problem. Dr. Radcliffe, your company, Ropar Pharmaceuticals, has developed Closus, which is a mouth rinse that can help patients who have oral mucositis. Now, before we talk more about the product, on your website, you advertise that it is alcohol-free, sulfate-free, triclosan-free, and gluten-free. Now, why is that important, especially for cancer uh, patients that have been treated with chemotherapeutic agents? Sure, Sonia. First of all, alcohol burns the mouth, and people who are going through chemotherapy have 
inflamed mouths, can barely swallow, uh, have difficulty eating. So alcohol is very difficult. Uh, patients can't tolerate it. Sodium lauryl sulfate, the second thing you mentioned, SLS as we call it, is a common foaming agent. You find it in most toothpaste. Uh, our toothpaste doesn't contain it because it uh, engenders or exacerbates oral sores, abscess ulcers, canker sores, and the like. So you don't want something that has an ingredient that's going to make things worse, particularly if you start out as a chemo patient uh, with a pro- propensity for oral sores or for a, a bad case of oral sores. Um, triclosan is a uh, again another antimicrobial that's uh, been found and used commonly in soaps and in uh, toothpaste it was used for years in Colgate toothpaste for example Um, it has um, again limited ability to address the mix of bacteria, fungi, and virus that uh, are associated with oral mucositis, and it is being phased out because of, of use because of groundwater contamination is, is a concern there. So um, these kinds of things are important. Gluten-free is important for those people who have gluten allergies and um, would find uh, something that uh, is in toothpaste or complex formulations, and you don't want to put into the formulation something that's going to interfere with the uh, patient's um, uh, uh, comfort and their ability to maintain hydration and nutrition during chemo and radiation. Now, a bit more about the product. So how does Closest work, and what is the advantage? In other words, what is the unmet need that this product has that other mouth rinses may not? Thank you for that question. Uh, the uh, active ingredient in uh, Closest is, it goes under the trade name Chlorosan. It's our patented formula of stabilized chlorine dioxide. When it enters the mouth, it interacts naturally with acids produced by bacteria in the mouth, as well as with uh, amino acids found in saliva. It, when it interacts, it releases a safe but efficacious amount of chlorine dioxide, which is able to penetrate oral biofilms and kill oral pathogens, both fungi and, um, and bacteria that reside within them. Why is that important? Oral biofilms are uh, an air-free environment, sort of like slime on the pier, and the the, uh, bacteria and the fungi that are most infectious and most problematic relative to oral mucositis live in this slime, if you like. Uh, protected from human saliva. So if you have a product that can go through that and uh, kill the bacteria, not by toxicity as would the other drugs that we've mentioned, chlorhexidine or CPC, but rather by exposing the bacteria and the fungi to oxygen, because remember, they love an air-free environment, then you're like pulling a fish out of the ocean they're not going to develop a resistance to the drug. And so many of the treatments for oral mucositis involve 
an increasing story of drug resistance. Okay, now we're going to take a quick break, after which we'll be back with Dr. Radcliffe. Dr. Jim Radcliffe is the CEO and chairman of Ropar Pharmaceuticals, the developer, manufacturer, and marketer of the best in-class oral care products sold under the closest brand in Australia and in the United States. We'll be right back. And welcome back. This is the Oncazine Brief, and if you're just joining us, our guest today is Dr. Jim Radcliffe. Dr. Jim Radcliffe is the CEO and chairman of Ropar Pharmaceuticals, the developer, manufacturer, and marketer of best in-class oral care products sold under the closest brand in Australia and the United States, as well as under private label in Europe and India. Now, Dr. Radcliffe, before we took a break, we were talking about closest and some of the advantage that it may have um, against other products that are out there. Can you tell us about the unmet need that this product is meeting? Sure. Uh, thank you. Uh, first, uh, Closis uh, can provide relief from the pain and discomfort uh, that goes with uh, inflammation and oral sores uh, that are associated with oral mucositis. And other uh, mouth rinses cannot do that fully. Second, our product doesn't sting, stain, burn. As a matter of fact, it has very little flavor unless you add it in. And flavoring often irritates uh, the mouths of patients who are going through chemotherapy and radiation. So it can be tolerated throughout the uh, course of treatment. Uh, Third, it's effective against um, all major forms of oral candida, which is the commensural uh, disease, oral thrush or oral candiasis. So it can prevent the overgrowth of... um, of this fungi in the mouth, which it makes the oral mucositis more um, more of a problem. So it is uh, possible then to maintain the balance of oral ecology. Our objective here is that rather than trying to kill every bug in sight. It's possible for a person to eat a yogurt and have closest and not kill the yogurt culture. <laughs> but on the other hand... Um, kill the, the bacteria and the fungi associated with OM. Okay. Now, we touched on some of the side effects with CPC and other chemicals in these kinds of products. So what are there any side effects when using Closis? And if so, what are they? Uh, we're not aware of any. We've been in business uh, since 1991. And occasionally we've had people say that their tastes are altered. Uh, the product is a terrific oxidizer and will oxidize sulfur compounds, which are the byproducts of eating. So if you get rid of uh, flavors that you normally are associated with, you might notice a slight difference in taste, but that's about the only uh, concern that we've had um, voiced uh, from people, and that's a very small fraction of the thousands of people who use our product for regular oral care. Can you tell us about some of the case studies that have been done on this oral rinse? What are some of the results that you've seen thus far? Sure. Let me back up and tell you about uh, how we became aware that Closest was actually useful Mm -hmm. to chemo and radiation patients. Uh, One of the uh, recommending dentists 
is a guy named uh, Dr. Wally McKenzie up in Portland, and he got phone calls from Provident Hospital from the oncologists there who were trying to schedule regular dental exams. And he said, why would you want to do that? Why would you want me to come in and, in the process of cleaning teeth, mess up the biofilm, potentially create an environment for secondary infection? And they said, well, we hadn't thought about that, and invited him over to the hospital. He ended up partnering with uh, an oncological nurse, uh, Rosemary McDermott, and they worked with patients and with staff on educating about the kinds of things we're talking about today. And in the process, he began to do case studies and to observe patients who were using Closis during chemotherapy and radiation. And what he saw was that the major problems that they were experiencing with inflammation, oral sores, and the like subsided um, over weeks of usage, and that the patient could actually tolerate the use of the oral rinse and uh, toothpaste throughout the course of their chemotherapy. Remember, antibiotics and azol drugs can't be used or won't be tolerated during that full course, and so they have to discontinue. Same thing with the mouth rinses that we talked about in the earlier section. Now, Closis is not the only mouth rinse on the market. So how does it compare with other products such as, for example, biotin? Sure, Sonia. Biotin's another over-the-counter mouth rinse that's frequently recommended for patients with... um, Uh, chemotherapy and radiation. It's designed to replicate the enzymes naturally found in saliva, and it doesn't contain alcohol or other irritating chemicals. So from that standpoint, it is very helpful. Its primary benefit is alleviating xerostoma or dry mouth, and it doesn't claim to penetrate oral biofilms, kill oral pathogens, kill major forms of candida or prevent the regrowth of plaque biofilm as ours does. Let me step back to dry mouth for a moment, if I may. Uh, What we do in in treating dry mouth is uh, we prevent further infection. We keep the area very, very clean and sanitized and then we allow the tissues to regrow. So we're actually creating an environment where a patient can heal themselves uh, in that sense. We don't provide um, any additional hydration or moisture. There are a couple of other over-the-counter products that are intended just to hydrate the mouth. Uh, Biotene's principal purpose is to put enzymes that are like saliva in the mouth. So uh, there are a number of uh, products out there that are really focused on dry mouth, which is one of the problems of oral mucositis, but again, not the whole story. We were actually talking about serostomia and dry mouth and some of the other problems um, that were encountered in patients that might um, undergo chemotherapy. Um, Now, following the feedback from registered dental hygienists uh, using the closest system, they actually used it to elevate uh, problems, oral health problems uh, in patients with Down syndromes. Um, you conducted a patient survey 
um, and interview people about the benefits they may have, for example, in some of the problems that they encountered. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. Uh, the statistics that we uh, shared in the opening section uh, come in part from interviewing people who have uh, gone through chemotherapy. And um, that's how we determined the frequency with which uh, treatment-induced oral mucositis occurs. After doing that survey, we asked Dr. Elisa Cooper, uh, a writer here in uh, Scottsdale, to interview uh, selected individuals, they self-selected, uh, who have gone through uh, chemotherapy or, and or radiation. And that's how we came up with a series of case studies um, of people's experience uh, going through chemotherapy and radiation using uh, closis. And I can share some of those with you if you'd like. Yes, please. Okay. Uh, Let's start with a 46-year-old uh, woman who was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma in 2011. She received six rounds, that's 12 treatments of chemotherapy. She developed mouth sores within four days of her first treatment. The lesions were inflamed red with white ulcerated centers. At a given time, there were eight to ten lesions, she said, located on her right cheek, which happened to be the cheek she was sleeping on. She began searching um, online for uh, help with her oral sores, and she discovered closest that way. Uh, she liked the way it felt in her mouth, she said, uh, keeping it moist without upsetting her stomach. Also, within three days of starting the closest, she and her husband noticed an improvement in her breath. She had yeah. severe oral malodor. Throughout the treatment, she brushed her teeth and rinsed twice a day with, uh, with closes. She developed mouth sores following each treatment, but they were less severe and they healed more quickly. She found that using closest toothpaste and unflavored rinse made the treatments more tolerable, and she was able to eat and drink. Now let's take a short break, after which we'll be back with our guest, Dr. Jim Radcliffe. And welcome back. This is the Oncosine Brief. And if you're just joining us, our guest today is Dr. Jim Radcliffe. Dr. Radcliffe is the CEO and chairman of Roper Pharmaceuticals, the developer, manufacturer, and marketer of best-in-class oral care products sold under the closest brand name in Australia and the United States and under private label in Europe and India. Now, one of the things that you were talking about earlier is, or actually we referred to earlier, is patients with Down syndrome, but also people with sleep apnea, um, and other um, problems in combination with um, uh, chemotherapy of can or the treatment for cancer. Um, are there specific sample, examples, for example, how those people may also be helped? Well, sure. Uh, there is a, a hygienist in uh, Fresno, California, Cindy Andrews is her name, who has worked with Down syndrome uh, patients and she tells us uh, that the kids who come to see her 
frequently will reject any oral care at all. They're not able to articulate their dislikes as well or in the same way as we would, so they'll bat it out of the hand. They will hang on to and continue to use uh, uh, Closus gladly and keep their oral hygiene up. But as you know, Peter, uh, Down syndrome kids are chronic mouth breathers, Mm -hmm. and so they have a severe case of dry mouth. So we really have been talking about three related conditions, dry mouth and xerostoma, which occurs outside the range of uh, cancer and radiation, but also to that group of people. Uh, Oral mucositis and oral thrush, which occur in people's lives with or without chemo and radiation, and then oral mucositis. And they're all three manifest at the same time or in combinations of one or two together. So at the beginning of this uh, program, um, we started off talking about oral mucositis as uh, a major problem uh, for patients uh, undergoing chemotherapy. Um, now, at, at the later part of the program, we also talk about xerostomia. We talk about other kind of oral problems um, people may uh, encounter. Um, in the treatment of cancer, are there other examples that you can actually use um, where people benefit from uh, an, uh, a product like yours? Sure. Let me give you the example of patients undergoing um, radiation for Uh, bone cancer. Uh, This comes from uh, one of our referring uh, dentists who's on the faculty at Columbia University and frequently sees patients from Sloan Kettering who are going through uh, treatments for uh, bone cancer. In that case, they are given a drug called uh, bisphosphonates. And bisphosphonates are given in a strong dosage, uh, 30% or more, Uh, to strengthen bones. Uh, They're probably best known uh, amongst uh, particularly women in the audience because in a lower dosage they are used in osteoporosis treatments. Um, Bisphosphonates cause a different condition called uh, osteonecrosis of the jaw. This is where the soft tissue pulls away, exposes the bone either on the jaw or the roof of the mouth where it's very thin, and then the bone begins to deteriorate. Uh, Again, we don't solve or treat that disease. What we do is allow that area to become sanitized and debrided, and then we don't stand in the way of the collagen-forming processes. So after a couple of weeks of application of our oil rinse, soft tissues regrew, the bone quit deteriorating, and the, ca- the, the patient was able to see the condition, the ONJ, either go away or remediate to where they could keep up their, their health and their nutrition. Um, that warms our hearts, Peter, to see that kind of result. Uh, we don't pretend to be a treatment or a cure for a disease. We know that the moment somebody quits doing that, the condition comes back. But if we can make people's lives a little, um, a little easier, alleviate their pain, their discomfort, and allow them to eat and swallow when they're fighting for their lives, we feel good about that. 
So it uh, comes back to uh, one big question, and actually um, it's about quality of life. Yes, exactly. Thank you, uh, Dr. Radcliffe. My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me to be here. This edition of the Oncozine Brief was originally recorded on April 9th, 2018. For us here at the Oncozine Brief, we want to thank you, our listeners and underwriters, for your ongoing support. Thanks to your support, our program now has a wider reach with distribution via iHeartRadio, in addition to PRX, Public Radio Exchange, and UK Health Radio. And you can also download our program via iTunes and Google+. Our program can also be heard every Saturday between 1 and 2 p.m. in Arizona on KFNX, one of the top 10 radio stations in Arizona, reaching almost 5 million people throughout the state. For more information about that and how to support this program, check our online journal, Oncazine, at oncazine.com. We know that based on this interview, you may have questions, so please submit your questions to our editorial team via email, Facebook, or Twitter. We'll post as many answers as we can on our website, oncozine.com, that is O-N-C-O-Z-I-N-E.com. Thank you all, and thank you for listening, and join us again for our next episode. I'm Peter Hovland, here with Sonia Portillo, and this is the Oncozine Brief. The Oncozine Brief was produced for Sun Valley Communication by Peter Hofflin, Sonia Portillo, Evan Wynn, David Kaler, and Sean Mayer, and distributed by Inpress Media Group. Support for the Oncozine Brief comes from listeners of this station and our commercial underwriters and advertisers. For more information about underwriting and sponsoring options, contact Sean Mayer in California at 949 923 1660 or visit our website at oncozine.com forward slash underwriting. The Oncozine Brief contains health and medicine related information and is provided for educational and entertainment purposes only. The content is not intended as a substitute for professional medical or health advice and does not replace your doctor's advice. Your doctor is the best person to answer questions about your personal health If you hear something in this program that doesn't agree with what your doctor has told you, ask him or her about it. The Oncocene Brief is in part made possible by generous support from Kite Rocket. Kite Rocket, making brands more valuable. For more information about public relation beyond classic PR support, contact Martin Pyrrhic at Kite Rocket in Phoenix at 602 443-0030 or visit their website at kiterocket.com and by Aquatherapy Clinics. Aquatherapy Clinics offering an alternative form of pain management and stress relief for everyone from young athletes to active seniors. For more information about the future in rehabilitation and pain management from sports injuries, neurological conditions and musculoskeletal disorders contact David Grywall at Aquatherapy Clinics in Gilbert, Arizona at 480-773-7766 or visit aquatherapyclinics.com.